So what happened yesterday is I go out to my car and it is about I'm getting about to get in my car. It is about ten fifteen. And the idea is I do a radio interview with Craig Way in Austin at ten fifteen. And so I'm like, cool, I'm gonna hop in the car, I'll do the interview in the car on my way to the office. I go in go into the go into the garage, my rear driver's side tire is flat. Okay. Well that's <laughs> annoying. But Craig's still calling. Mm-hmm. So Craig calls at 10, 10, about 10.20. Yeah. As, basically, as I'm able to get, like, the jack out of my... The jack and the donut out of my trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I do the interview with Craig. And for some reason, this is the one that Craig and I talk for, like, 25 minutes. <laughs> so now it's like... In the back of your mind, you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> I love talking to high school with Craig, but, I'm, I, but I, I really... I, I wonder if you were to listen back to that, if you could hear, like, me being, like, a little bit exasperated. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I kind of got to go. Why am I still talking? <laughs> so I go and um, – oh, that's a great thing. I'm going to retweet. Um, so I go and um, uh, get off the phone with Craig. It's about 1045. Mm-hmm. I go under the my car and I start doing the jack. And the jack is I – have, I have the world's worst jack I figured out. Because I jack it up where I'm supposed to and I realize I have not jacked it up in the correct place. That it is not high enough yeah. to get the new, the new thing. I'm like crap. Yeah. Okay, so I have to take it back down, move it to the move it like fully on the axle, which mm. you're not supposed to do, I don't think. But I was like desperate times, so I end up jacking it back up, change the donut, stuff like that. All told, it ends up taking about twenty to thirty minutes yeah. to do this because I had to do it twice. So um, I drive it over. At this point, it's about eleven fifteen, and I text Max and I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. But the idea is, all right, I'm going to go over there. Hopefully, they can get change this thing. Bada bing, bada boom. I get into um, a tire company who shall not be named, but is known for, let's just say, um, tires at a discount. <laughs> and I go in there, and I've always had great, it's great, great things to say about them. Yeah. But I get in, and for, apparently, uh, the holiday weekend was a big "let's all get flat tires" weekend. Sure. Because I Everyone's go in, there. and they say. Okay, it's going to be 90 minutes. Jeez. And at this point, I look at my watch, and it's like 11.30. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I could hop in an Uber, go to the go to the studio, do the show, get back in an Uber, and drive back. Because there's another complicating factor here, guys, which is normally you'd say, well, why don't you just leave your car there mm-hmm. and then come get it whenever, yeah. right? Which is what a normal person would do. I'm not a normal person. Uh, because my wife is now 39 and a half weeks pregnant. Yeah. And so don't think for a second that all that was going through my mind as I'm jacking up that car is she's going to call right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and speaking of that, Josh Chapa, who's in the building already, says, I didn't see Tep's post before noon. I was about to call the Louisville PD, FD, EMT, OBGYN, and the local scout troops to go check on the building to make sure everything was okay. Yes. Um, I appreciate your concern. <laughs> But the idea was, like, one, I need my car kind of at all times right now right. because it could happen at any moment. Yeah. We have a plan, but it could happen at any moment. Um, but the other thing is that we had a doctor's appointment yesterday at 4 o'clock. And so I'm not in a position where I could just leave my car somewhere yep. and go grab. So I just that's why I texted Max. I was like, we got a punt on today. It's just not going to happen. Uh, so I'm sorry. It is my fault. It is, uh, it is the screw got, that got lodged in my car 
tire. Uh, which, by the way, um, then you get in there and they're like, hey, by the way, like you could really use four new tires. Yeah. And I'm like, great. <laughs> but then it's like normally I'd be like, ah, screw it. But I'm about to have a kid. Yeah. And like if the kid ever wants to be in my car, like it's probably a good move. Yeah. This kid's already costing me money. I don't know <laughs> if I like it. Yeah. Does anybody want a kid? Yeah, I don't know. And then the other thing I wanted to address before we got going because I won't save it to the end of the show because I want everyone who's here early because they're probably a part of it. I've had a couple questions already about our Pick'em contest. Mm-hmm. Ed McElroy, uh, Josh Chapa tweet, tweeted at us. He goes, uh, he wanted to know if I've already started scoring everything. I have not because at this point, all you have are no points because no one has got to the final, final juncture. Right. Like if you haven't gotten to the regionals, there's no points to add up yet. It just shows you how screwed you might be. Once the regional finals are over. Right. So I have not started scoring yet. I appreciate everyone's concern. Ed even offered to take everything and put it in a spreadsheet and score it himself, which is too generous. Mm -hmm. It's all right. I got this. Uh, But we have determined, I think, the full prize pack. Oh, have we? I think so. This is something outside my... So the full prize pack is we'll get you some DCTF swag. We will get you free tickets to next year's state championships. So you got those in the bank. You will get an appearance on Texas Football Today. Whoa. You want to come in and be on Texas Football Today? Cool. If you want to uh, call in, we can do that. If you if you are out, if you come to state this year uh, and, and you're still there on Saturday after the last game and you have won, well, we'll shoot it right there on the field. Ooh. So that's, uh, that's a long shot. You probably that's won't be there. You probably won't be there. But... <laughs> But I think that's a pretty good mix of stuff. And yeah. if you're able to come to the, the show and hang out with us, uh, if you win, uh, yeah, we'll take you out to lunch afterwards, too. We're not we're, – we're generous hosts, I we're think. Not, we're not so if that's a good enough prize package for you guys, great. And if it's not, you're, you're, out, of the, you're out of the contest. You're fired. That's fine. That's fine. Hit the theme, Expo. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, go! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, making us sound good today, celebrating what would have been his 78th birthday, bonafide badass Bruce Lee. Hey, there yeah, you go. Nice. Nobody, right. nobody could argue with this one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if you want to argue with that, you could just leave the show. Yeah. Bruce Lee's awesome. That is the official stance of everyone. I think that's a fair, fair call. And sitting to my right, the Kevin Falk to my face, our West African prince, <laughs> Ishmael Johnson. Hello, Ishmael. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Today is Tuesday, November 27, 2018, and now for the most depressing moment of the uh, year. Yeah. 366 <sighs> days until Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's not just that it's a year away. <laughs> it's it's that because <laughs> next year it's on the 28th. Yeah. So more we're than more than a year away. <laughs> Hang with us, guys. We'll get there. Uh, In fact, we should play uh, this very segment the day before Thanksgiving <laughs> and compare and contrast our happiness. 
366 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 668, 668, Mark DeRose's at-bats in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it, we'll do it live. Today is Tuesday. We'll do our normal Monday show. We'll do Monday morning fallout. Monday morning fallout after yeah, Then, 12.15-ish, we're going to talk with the head coach of one of the teams, one of the Cinderella's, I would say, of Texas high school football playoffs. The Spearman Lynx still rolling. We will talk with their head coach, Aaron Witten, coming up here in just a little bit. Back half of the show, got a little bit of business to attend to. Going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, the Army Value Schools of the Week, the iCoach Inspirational Coaches of the Week, and the Dairy Max Bill Pie Chocolate Milk Assistant Coaches of the Week. Then we're going to follow it up, close it all out with the heat check. We're going to check in on the hottest and coldest teams in the state of Texas. And there was some movement, specifically at the bottom. There are teams that are no longer in the cellar. We'll get into that coming up here in just a little bit. Max, we may be a day. We may be, uh, take two, three, two, one. Max, we may be a day late, but please hit that air siren. Time for Monday morning fallout. Monday morning fallout. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend and what a football weekend it was to overreact to. Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one: big school settling and small school calamity. So in the by district round of the Texas high school football playoffs. We had a lot of big-time movement, like seismic shifts at the big school level. Uh, Cedar Hill going down, Temple going down, a few more uh, that, that kind of make you cock an eyebrow and go, wow, okay, what's going on? If you look across overall the playoffs in the area round, it was pretty much not entirely chalky, mm-hmm. but a lot of chalk sure. in the area round for the big schools. 6A and 5A, a lot of the favorites kind of rose to the top. Um, uh, there are some examples. Uh, I think that Amarillo-Tascosa beating Arlington, Arlington is certainly certainly qualifies as something that, that we didn't necessarily see coming. Um, I mean, I'm really struggling to come up with any more. I think for um, the most part, our Region 1 and... <laughs> I mean, Bo- Beaumont Westbrook, six A Division Two, our Region One's pretty. Yeah. All our predictions are pretty shot. So. Beaumont, Beaumont Westbrook um, beating, uh, getting revenge on Strake Jesuit. Sure, I, I don't think it's necessary. I think a lot of us, like I did not. That was pretty I, divided. I yeah, think. I picked yeah. Strake. I think right. some other people be, uh, picked uh, picked them, but you know, there was that. I mean, Steel going down to Brandeis, but Brandeis is a really good team. It's a down year for Steel. Too. Yeah, a bit of a down year for Steel. I don't know. Uh, Lufkin losing the Lone Star probably is. It's is, your biggest school. Is, is your there. biggest biggest, biggest big school one. stunner, right? right? That's probably the only one that, that makes you go, whoa. But in the small school ranks is where we saw a lot, a lot of chaos. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that uh, Decatur's win was a surprise. Remember, this is a Decatur team that entered the playoffs at 4-6, and six, and they are now through to the regional semifinals. Um, that's in 4A. I was really impressed with Van getting a win over Splendora. Because Van, I knew, was on their backup quarterback, but they came out and, and really showed me something. I thought that was incredibly impressive uh, for the Vandals uh, to come out and do that. Iowa Park keeps on rolling. Uh, another team that I think uh, we, we thought, okay, nice team, good good job getting in the playoffs. Now it's kind of time for you guys to, to go away. I think that that was surprising. Malakoff's a big one. Yeah. Malakoff's a team that beating Jefferson. Jefferson was my 3AD1 title pick. I think they were mine, too. Um, that one was really, really surprising. I had them me. in the finals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we were all very high on Jefferson. That was an unbeaten Jefferson team. I think Holiday over Clifton probably mm-hmm. qualifies. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I think Holiday's a really good team, but Clifton was undefeated, and I think a, a real sexy pick to, to make a deep run. 
uh, they go down. Um, overall, that that's kind of the story, is that if you were looking for, and we'll talk with the coach of the Spearman Lynx, uh, Aaron Witten, coming up here in just a moment. Um, those were, the, if you were looking for chaos, you had to look at the small school ranks to find it. There were some near misses, but overall, uh, you you saw a lot more of a um, of the chaos at the small school ranks than you did the big <clears throat> school ranks. That's thought number one. Thought number two: vintage season. And I'm thinking specifically about college football here. Go back, won't, won't you? <laughs> to. I don't know, the halcyon days of like 10 years ago. Let's get the Texas football today time machine. Yes. (laughs) And you would normally count on the top two teams in the state being Texas and Mm A&M. Right? And then there would be one, maybe two other teams having real great years. Yeah. Oh, you're having a great year. Hey, oh, Houston had a great TCU. Good job for TCU. Uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe North Texas would up and have a great year. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, you, you. That's generally maybe it was the year Rice would have really put together have a great year. UTEP would maybe make a bowl. Things like that. But that was kind of the norm throughout most of the '90s and 2000s. Mm-hmm. It was A&M in Texas, a couple other teams that are having like. Not uncharacteristic, but nice years for them, and then kind of everybody else. Right. That's kind of where we settled on this year, is you've got Texas, who's playing for a Big 12 championship. You've got A&M, who is looking, you know, now they're probably the, the, the joys of playing the SEC West. You're probably the third or fourth best team in your own division, mm-hmm. but... You are right there in the mix of, of you know, being, uh, being pro- one of the top teams in the state. And then you've got a couple teams that are having nice years. North Texas is having mm. a nice year. Houston is having a nice year, although I think, albeit a little bit disappointing, I think, compared to where they thought they could be. Right. Um, nice years here and there, right? But then it's just kind of everybody else. To me, this, this is the more I've thought about it, the more this feels like a vintage season, a season from 15 years ago as sure. opposed to one that we'd see in 2018. I don't know if this is a return to form. I don't know if this is the way it's going to be from now on, but that's what it feels like in 2018. And finally, extra time. So a weird thing happened in the Texas high school football playoffs this weekend <laughs> is everyone went to overtime. Like everyone. There were 176 UIL Texas high school football games this weekend. And there were 10 overtime games. There was a moment on Saturday. I don't think they were going on simultaneously, but within an hour, there were three games that went to overtime mm-hmm. on Saturday. Now, you're saying, well, 10 out of 176, that seems kind of normal. Consider this. The week before, there were 352 games, okay? Twice as many games, and yet there were only eight overtime games. We had two three-overtime games, San Bernardino and PSJA North and Mansfield Lakeridge and Denton Geyer. We had three more double-overtime games, Klein Oak and Round Rock, Vandergrift and, and Klein Collins, Sherilyn and Brenham. Those all went to uh, double-overtime. It was a wild week for wild finishes in the Texas High Football Playoffs. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker for Alito running back Jace McClellan. I was at this game. This is my first time I've seen Alito in person. And so Jace McClellan runs for 308 yards and four touchdowns. And that's great. And, and he deserves a helmet sticker. Helmet sticker for you. That's the way this works. <laughs> the helmet sticker probably deserves the Alito offensive line. Their offensive line is a college offensive line. It is staggering how big and physical they are. And... To the point that, like, I had my questions about Alito, um, and I'm not entirely sold on them 
100% now. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that they are, I mean, that offensive line is going to keep on chugging. They've got Jace McClellan. He goes for 308 yards and four touchdowns in their win over Lovejoy. Rice running back Juma Odoviano, the pride of Arlington Martin, in a entirely meaningless game. Rice decides to dust off the Juma machine <laughs> and let him go. And he runs for 183 yards or something like that. He was sensational in this game, guiding Rice to a really surprising win over Old Dominion. Juma Oliviano gets a helmet sticker. And Brownsville, Hannah running back Cesar Mancias ran for 258 yards and three touchdowns on 25 carries. That's a cool 10 yards per carry uh, in Hannah's big win last week. So those are three helmet stickers. Three teams to watch. <clears throat> Mesquite Horn. Keep on chugging. They keep on chugging. They get Westfield this week. Uh, that'll certainly be a challenge for them. But uh, right now, you doubt them at their own peril. Uh, I, I feel like Horn is, is a team that, you know, sometimes um, confidence can be all you need. And sure. right now, that's a team that's got to be brimming with confidence. They can play it with anybody. Musial asked, uh, what's the worst team to ever win a state title? Because Horn's going for a 9-7 uh, and seven record right now. Uh, I don't think we've ever had a 9-7 record. I don't record. think so. I think we've had five lost teams win titles, though. Yeah. Uh, but Horn... I know we've been banging this drum, but like we talked about when they were 0-7, it's like this is the greatest 0-7 yeah. team of all time. And here they are. And here they are in a regional semifinal. Mary Hart and Baylor just keep on crushing oh people. Oh, my God. Jeez. Um, 75-9, to 9, uh, in, I think. In a playoff game, guys. In a playoff game. In a playoff game. Only been held, uh, their point differentials uh, have, have only been held under 30 twice. Yeah. Both times, Harden Simmons. Yeah. They are crushing people. <sighs> <laughs> and keep an eye on Malakoff. We mentioned them off the top, but yeah. Malakoff gets the win over Jefferson and and another team that entered the the season uh, entered the, as kind of a, I think kind of an also ran in three A Division one. But from what we understand, their losses earlier this year came without their top two running backs. They are one hundred percent healthy right now, and that makes them very very dangerous. Malakoff uh, draws Gladewater this week, and I'll tell you if they beat Gladewater at Tyler Rose Stadium, I'm ready to buy in. Absolutely. Those three teams to watch. Three to see. Katie North Shore. Part two. Part two. It's the rematch. Um, this one going down 7 o'clock Friday night at NRG. Um, I don't need to tell you why. This is awesome. This is. I will just say this. Our computer rankings are coming up after the game. Or after after the show, rather. Did it blow up when you typed in this This game? is not just a matchup of the number one and number two team in 6A. This is a matchup of the number one and number two teams in the state, according to the computers. So, this is... Like, if you could... Craft if if the idea is a state championship where the top two teams go at it. Yeah, here is what the computer thinks is the state championship game. There's that. Texas and Oklahoma go at it eleven o'clock on Saturday. Part two. Uh, part two. <laughs> it's rematch season. Um, so Texas and Oklahoma for the Big Twelve title. That's one to see. And finally, Midlothian Heritage and Carthage. Uh, part, part one. Part one. Uh, Seven thirty p.m. Friday night at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Star. Um, is Carthage for real? Uh, we think they are. <laughs> We'll find so out. It's a safe bet. Heritage is going to test them. Oh, yeah. So that'll be an interesting game. Those are three to see, and that is Monday morning fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Now, why in the heck would you want to do that? Well, there's a lot of reasons. First and foremost, because you love us. And you want us to be happy? Uh, we are, we're running a Black Friday special uh, for just nineteen ninety five for an entire year. 
you can get two magazines. You get the 2018 Recruiting Edition Dave Campbell's Text Football, which we're revealing the cover tomorrow here on this show. Um, 2018 Recruiting Edition, mailed directly to you. You get pre-order for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's the new version of this one. Uh, the Bible of Texas football, the one you know us for, the one you want. You get that mail to you. Subscribers got a week early last year. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, a season's worth of Tepid Step, our premium high school football insider podcast from Matt Step and I where we nerd out about high school football. Um, what else? You get uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, for a, an entire year, makes a great gift. I'll just say this: so, so this is uh, it's nineteen ninety five for an entire year. I think we ask for shipping too. It might be like five bucks shipping. Okay, so twenty four ninety five. Let's just, uh, let's just say it's twenty four ninety five. The magazines retail for ten ninety five for the summer and nine ninety five for the recruiting. I'm no math whiz, <laughs> but that adds up to at least fifteen dollars. So. Check that out. Uh, it's, a, it's a good, good deal. Uh, TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Oh, no, Max. Oh, no, Max. I texted him. He did not text me back. Maybe that's the problem. Oh, uh, we're, oh, getting we're good. Okay. We're good. We're good. It's okay. We're getting Aaron Witten from Spearman on the phone. Uh, anyway, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, it makes a great gift. In this, the gift-giving season. In this, the season of gift-giving. Of, of many holidays. I won't even single out one because they're all wonderful. Or they all just, involve gifts of some kind. Or just for fun. Just yeah, give it, give it sure. to somebody. Uh, I don't know if the Salvation Army allows you to drop subscriptions in a little bucket. Yeah. But if they do, buy one and drop it in. You're getting it for your kid. You're getting it for your kid. You're, I'm saying you're getting it for your kid. I'm going to buy one for my kid. <laughs> Come with Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider today. Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Hotline and bring in the head coach of the surging Spearman Lynx. We are joined by Coach Aaron Witten. Coach, how are things in beautiful Spearman, Texas? Oh, it's beautiful here. How's it going there? Uh, things are great. Uh, we have uh, we have no complaints, and I imagine uh, you have no complaints uh, either. You're getting to practice the last week of uh, of November. What is the uh, what is the vibe like around uh, around the Spearman program right now? Oh, there's a lot of energy right now. It's 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 been a fun little ride we're on right now, and and we're just gonna try to keep try to keep getting a little better this week and see if we can't give Canadian a run. Well, you guys are are such an interesting story. You um you you end up finishing fourth in what was a, an extremely difficult district, um you know in in district three two or three three a division one, uh, or division two rather. You guys are um, a squad that, that actually finished the regular season on a three-game losing streak, albeit to the three playoff teams, to Tulia, to Childress, and to Canadian. Um, but then you go in, and you're faced uh, round one with unbeaten Cisco. Uh, I, I'm, I'm real interested, what was your message to your kids going into that game, knowing you're up against an undefeated team, a team with you know uh, that's got its eyes on, on AT&T Stadium and the state championship? What was, what was your, your message to your kids uh, going into that game? You know, we had a lot of confidence going in. As, as crazy as it sounds, like you said, we lost three in a row, but we knew how good those teams were. And we were, you know, we were up on Childress early and, and actually were up on them with a couple of seconds left in the first half. And, you know, we was a seven-point game at halftime against Canadian, and we know those are two of the mm-hmm. two of the probably top five teams in the state in our class, and we hung with them. So we had a lot of confidence going in. And – 
you know, we knew we were going to have to play perfect against Cisco. They were big, strong, you know, undefeated, just beating up on people. And, you know, we just kind of hung around and the ball bounced our way. And, you know, we made some plays when they were there and, and came out on top. It was It's a remarkable win, and then you guys, you know, no rest for the weary. The next week, this past week, you guys draw Idaloo. Um, you know, a really good Idaloo team, a team that had, had, had been playing exceptionally well uh, all year long. And you guys go out there and, and, and bring home an, another, you know, another win, a 20-17 to 17 win. Um, you know, the, the defense has really been the, the thing that has stood out for, for me about you guys. What is it that has clicked recently as far as the defense is concerned? Well, you know, in both of those playoff games, uh, you know, Cisco and Idaloo went up and down the field on us early. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it just took a little bit of time for us to, you know, get a feel for, you know, and they run the same offense. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in double tight eye, just, just beating you up. And I think it just took us a little while to kind of get in the flow of it. And, and we started to bring pressure on them and, and have a lot of run blitzes and just play man coverage just to, to get an extra hat in the box. And, you know, our kids just kept fighting. And, you know, after we kind of, you know, took it on the chin for a little while. We, we, we stood toe to toe with them and, and started getting some turnovers and, and some negative plays. And, you know, that, that, that just kind of fueled our offense and got it going too. So it was definitely, you know, both sides of the ball, they were team wins. We're talking with Aaron Witten, the head coach of the Spearman Lynx here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation to hashtag uh, TF Today. Um, I, I do want to ask you because you guys uh, end up winning uh, on, a, on a game-winning field goal in overtime um, over Idaloo. Um, you no, know, we, we scored a touchdown. Oh, yeah, you guys they, scored they, a touchdown. Yeah, they scored a yeah. field goal. They kicked a field goal. We scored a touchdown. You guys, you guys are lining up yeah. for, for that final play. Uh, to 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 win the game and and you know you're you're down three you need that you need the touchdown to win you, you field goal to to send it to a second overtime, um that final play what's going on in your mind what's going on in your in, in your guts at that moment are there a little bit of, a little bit of butterflies at that moment? Yeah, I mean you know definitely when we uh, you know when they kicked the field goal we had a lot of confidence that we were going to score a touchdown so we we kind of jumped in some different different formations that we hadn't ran much of during the game to try to catch them off guard and and we got down there on the goal line and and we just knew we had to we had to be smart and and run right at them we couldn't try to go wide or anything just we just didn't want a negative play because we were on the one yard line and you know our 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 sophomore uh receiver that we kind of move around do a little wildcat stuff with he you know he's he's done that for us all year and we put the ball in his hands and he's got a nose for the end zone and you know, Idaloo kind of stuffed it, mm-hmm. and he just, you know, he just fought his way in there and got the ball over the line. Uh, so then, you guys are, you know, there, there's a lot of guys who've who've been key for you guys, but the guy who stands out to me uh, is your quarterback, Reese Shields. He was uh, especially good in your win over Cisco, and, and more importantly, it seems like he's a guy that that you can trust out there with your offense. Trust him uh, to go out there and, and make the plays that you you know you need to. Uh, for those who who may not be familiar about with your outstanding quarterback, Reese Shields, what can you tell us about him? Well, he's super smart. Mm-hmm. First of all, I mean, he's a he's a top five student and. You know, he, he just, he loves the game. He wants to be a coach. And I mean, he, he asks questions all the time. He's kind of asked me why, why are we running this against this? Why are we doing that? So he's, he's got a great mind for the game. And, and we put a lot on him. I mean, we, we have multiple calls on each play and he, he gives us, you know, he puts us in the right play. I mean, we'll have, we'll have a, a, a screen to one side, a quick game to the other and a run inside and he picks which one's the best for us each game so he does he does a good job of 
of putting us in good plays and trying to keep us out of negative plays. And then he's just got the biggest heart of any kid I think I've ever coached. Hmm. He, I mean, he make he makes some plays that, you know, his 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 body type and his speed shouldn't make, but he does it anyway because he just fights through it. So he's he he's a special kid and. He is far away the reason that we're we're still playing right now. The the other side of the ball, you know, we touched a little bit on the on the defense, uh, but it seems you know it seems to me that that you guys sure have a knack for the big play. Uh, you guys for you got forced five turnovers in your win over Cisco. Uh, you guys stiffened up and came up with huge stops uh, against Idaloo whenever you needed it. Uh, do you feel like this defense is playing with more confidence now? Uh, now that it's gone toe to toe with these with these offenses and and really come away with with big play after big play. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely they are. I mean they they're they're flying around. They're you know they got some ball hawks in the secondary that have have gone up and made some incredible interceptions and and really since we've played Childress I think we have we have picked off probably four you know you, you could call it a trick play kind of throwbacks to backs out of the backfield or a quarterback out of the backfield and we and we've we've picked them off you know they they're they're trying to confuse us and you know trying to get us in in bad situations and our kids just they just see it and they you know they're going up and they're making uh, big time interceptions, and they're not just balls that are thrown up into nothing. It, it's tight coverage, and we're just out jumping them to go get it. And we're, you know, about five foot six out there on corner. But the kids are—they're just—they're fighting for every every possession, and and that they don't want to lose. And, and it's obvious that they don't want to lose. So, you know, we'll 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 take that effort every single game. Five foot six defensive backs are the most three A Division two <laughs> thing I think I've ever heard. Uh, we're talking with Aaron Witten of the Spearman Lynx here on Texas Football today, uh, Coach. You're you're a Spearman alum. Uh, you're here in your in your second in your second year here. Uh, you know, a six and six record a year ago. Now you guys are into the regional semifinals. From from your perspective personally, um, how satisfying has this season been? Uh, knowing full well, you know, knowing that your your history with this program. Oh, it's very satisfying. It was it was you know when we go going through our district schedule, and we knew how good Tulia was before anybody else knew it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, uh, when we got beat by them, people were acting like it was the biggest upset, and we knew going in that it's gonna, we're going to have to play our butt off to beat them. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of upset going through that schedule going, you know, we're, we may be a top five team in our region, and we're not even a top four, you know, we're a top, <laughs> top four team in our district. I mean, it was, it was just disheartening knowing we're going to have to, you know, possibly a three-round playoff team having to play Cisco in the first round. It was just kind of upsetting, but now it's very gratifying that we prove that we are a top four team in this, in this region. And, uh, you know, and being my hometown, you know, this is the farthest Spearman. I mean, only in the past 20 years have gotten this far twice mm-hmm. before. So, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's got a lot of energy going in the, in the town and, and we're just going to keep riding the wave. Uh, so now, um, a team that you are uh, all too familiar with for the for the second time in four weeks, uh, you will play the Canadian Wildcats seven o'clock Friday at Kimbrough Stadium in beautiful Canyon, Texas. Um, uh, you know, this is a, a rematch of a game that Canadian uh, kind of does what Canadian did to, does to people forty nine twenty four a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but that was at Canadian. This is on a neutral site. I, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but but what's got to be different about this game as opposed to the last game for you guys to come out with a win? 
Well, the main thing, and we've been talking about it since we got on the phone today, is turnovers. Mm-hmm. We, they, they didn't have any turnovers when we played them at their place. So we've got we've to make Cavalier uncomfortable back there at quarterback and, and try to get a couple of turnovers out of him. Uh, you know, last time we played them, it was 21-14 at half. Mm-hmm. and they got the ball coming out, drove it, scored, forced us to punt, scored in two plays. Next thing you know, it's 35 to 14, and you're, you know, you're, you're pretty much out of it. And, they, and that's what they do. They, they, they pace you. They get you uncomfortable on defense and, and run some different formations and run so fast that you can't get lined up. And you just got to stay disciplined on defense and, you know, don't let their pace hurt you. And we got to make the quarterback – uncomfortable and offensively we got to move the chains mm-hmm. you know we did we did a good job of you know putting together some drives and you know you know scoring on them you know score 24 on them we're gonna have to definitely be up in the 30s and 40s to to play with them because you know they're going to score that much so you know we've got to we got to be perfect and we've got to you know make them do some things they don't want to do and turn the ball over and finally we'll talk uh aaron witten of, of spearman here on text football today coach i i can't i can't help but we need to ask you about about your home life too. Uh, you are outnumbered grossly at home. You are you are playing man. You are playing zone defense like nobody else. Uh, you've got your your beautiful wife Sarah and three beautiful girls, Lainey, Sophie, and Jolie. So uh, four on one. Um, I'm I'm real interested in what this this is this time of year is like for for you at home uh, as you're running around. I, I, I'm sure the, the the girls are really excited. But what's uh, uh what's 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 the vibe like at home uh, this time of year? Oh man, right now they're they're all super excited. <laughs> I mean it's it, it's a lot of fun, and they they let me know too. I mean if we don't if we don't play good or <laughs> or something that you know they're the first ones to tell me. So, you know, when it's going good, it's good here. When it's going bad, they let me know. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wild time of year because I've got, you know, like you said, three girls, and they're all three playing basketball. So oh, it'll be, it'll be all, all day Saturday playing basketball and, and hopefully trying to prepare for somebody else. But, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they make it fun even if, you know, win or lose when you go home and they, they hug your leg and, and tell you they're proud of you. It's you know, it makes it all worth it. But they are your harshest critics, is what you're saying. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He is Aaron Whitney. He's the head coach of the Spearman Lynx. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on all your success so far, and uh, go get them on Friday night. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. There he goes. Aaron Whitten, the head coach the Spearman Lynx, joining us here. Uh, look, he, he kind of said it like that's um, – that's really interesting what he said about Tulia, about how he said, we knew they were, like, before anybody else yeah. knew how good they were. Because yeah. Tulia's, uh, that district has three of their four teams through. Childress is the only one, and they got upset, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, by, who did they get upset? De Leon? De, uh, no. no. Childress. They Abernathy. Beat, Abernathy. Abernathy this week. There we go. I think two maroon which teams. Is, yeah, yeah, which is a, an up, upset-ish, but, yeah. like, still, you know, it, it, you know, you've got four teams from that district, or three teams from that district that are through to the regional semifinals. Um, that tells you the strength of that of that district, and but I, I think it's hard. To, it's it's so I'm I'm so impressed with the way that they go and they they lose to Tulia, they lose to Childress, they lose to Canadian. They're on a three game losing streak heading into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they dust it off and beat Cisco. Like that's really really tough. And then the next week to come out and beat good Idaloo team. Uh, in overtime is, is gutty as well. So, uh, look, Canadian's going to be a favorite in that one, I think, because of what they've done all year and because they, they won the first uh, meeting between these two teams uh, a year ago. But um, 
and I know Coach Chris Kidding's not going to take this team lightly. I know he's got a lot of respect for them. Uh, but I, I would expect a war. I think it's going to be a lot of fun out there. Uh, 7 o'clock Friday night at Kimbrough Stadium in Canyon. Uh, Spearman and Canadian. We appreciate Coach Aaron Witten hopping on with us. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right. A little bit of business to take care of. A whole by, lot of business to take care of. By a little bit, I mean a lot. Let's start. <clears throat> Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com will announce 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Excuse me. We then let you, the fans, decide on the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon, and we announce the winner right here on the show after that. Another great slate of candidates are week, what is this? 13. 13. Week 13, area round playoffs, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominee. There you go. You did it. Buffalo quarterback Colton Green ran for 332 yards and five touchdowns, added 125 yards and two touchdowns through the air for the Bison. Evadale running back Will Farr, 436 yards and four touchdowns on the ground for Evadale as they are through the regional semifinals. Mesquite Horn quarterback Jermaine Givens has added again 328 yards and two touchdowns passing, 153 yards and two touchdowns rushing. Port Natchez Groves quarterback Rashawn Johnson, 230 yards and touchdown passing, 243 yards and four touchdowns rushing in their big win. Beaumont Westbrook quarterback Laravian Elia, 206 yards and four touchdowns passing, 154 yards and two touchdowns rushing. Frisco Lone Star wide receiver Marvin Mims was a man among boys against Lufkin. Seven catches, 239 yards, and three touchdowns for the big receiver from Lone Star. New Deal quarterback Jet Whitfield, 252 yards, two touchdowns passing, 172 yards, and four touchdowns rushing, and he had nine tackles. Garrison running back and defensive back Sebastian Porter. This is stupid. It's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) 420 yards and six touchdowns rushing. Stop. Right. Stop. Right. Oh, good. There. good stat line. He's, on the, he's yeah. on the the list. He also had 13 tackles, an interception, and he forced a fumble. This kid was nuts, Sebastian Porter from Garrison. <laughs> Lavernia quarterback Clayton Chadwick had 300 yards and four touchdowns rushing and another 147 yards through the air. And finally, Lovett Coronado wide receiver Blair Conright, 14 catches, 152 yards to the score, and he returned to kickoff for a touchdown. Those are your Week 13 Area Playoffs Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Buffalo quarterback Colton Green, Evadale running back Will Farr, Mesquite Horn quarterback Jermaine Givens, Important Natchez Groves quarterback Rashawn Johnson, Beaumont Westbrook quarterback Laravian Elia, Frisco Lone Star wide receiver Marvin Mims, New Deal quarterback Jet Whitfield, Garrison running back and defensive back Sebastian Porter, Lavernia quarterback Clayton Chadwick, and Lubbock Coronado wide receiver Blair Conright. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with the U.S. Army is proud to honor one school from each public school classification with the Army Values School of the Week Award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the seven Army Values, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. The Week 13 Area Round Playoffs Army Values Schools of the Week. In 6A, Austin Vandegrift. 
in a 6A Division II slug pass. Trey Mongazi tiptoed in for a go-ahead touchdown in the second overtime, and the Vipers' defense stood tall to bring home a thrilling 28-21 win over Klein Collins. In 5A, Brenham, the Cubs rallied from a 14-point deficit to force overtime, and after Dalen McCowan's go-ahead score, Colby Watts came, with a, came away with a game-sealing sack in double overtime to give the Cubs a 35-28 win over Sherrilyn. In 4A, Silsby, the Tigers started hot and stayed hot, returning the opening kickoff for a touchdown and never looking back en route to a 56-14 win over Wharton. In 3A, Holiday, Jet Johnson, ran for a game-tying 14-yard touchdown run to force overtime, and Grayson Germany booted through a game-winning 30-yard field goal in the extra frame to give the Eagles a 24-21 win over previously unbeaten Clifton. In 2A, Sundown, the Roughnecks beat, battled with Hawley all night long and stopped a would-be game-winning two-point conversion in overtime to come away with a 37-36 win. And in 1A, Jayton, Heavy underdogs in their area round matchup with Blackwell. The Jaybirds hit the Jets, surging past the Hornets, 68-18. to So those are your Army Value Schools of the Week. In 6A, Austin Vandergrift. In 5A, Brenham. In 4A, Silsby. In 3A, Holiday. In 2A, Sundown. And in 1A, Jayton. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com slash school of the week. We're almost done, guys. <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with iCoach is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the iCoach Inspirational Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies discipline, character, and integrity while passing those values along to their athletes to help them be successful both on and off the field. The Week 13 Area Round iCoach Inspirational Coach of the Week. Thank you. In 6A, Ken Plunk from Amarillo, Tascosa. There may be no hotter team in the state than the Rebels, who made a statement with their, to the state with a 35-24 win over previously unbeaten Arlington. In 5A, Jason Todd from South Oak Cliff. The bright lights and big stage of the Ford Center in Frisco didn't phase the Golden Bears, who rolled past homestanding Frisco High 48-16 to remain unbeaten. In 4A, Joe Cluley from Lubbock Estacado. First-year coach Cluley's Matadors put together one of the state's most impressive efforts in the area round, knocking off defending regional champ Graham with a 46-30 win. In 3A, Jamie Driscoll from Malakoff. Using a ball control ground game and a strong defensive effort, the Tigers knocked off regional favorite and previously unbeaten Jefferson 31-21. In 2A, Demetrius Rector from Celeste. The Blue Devils jumped out to an early lead and never looked back, surging past Bosqueville 42-28 for an impressive win. And in 1A, Joe Helms from Grand Falls Royalty. Coach Helms' Cowboys mounted, mounted a tremendous second-half comeback, getting a safety with under two minutes left and following it with a go-ahead touchdown with nine minutes left to stun Looters of Oka. 65 to 60. So those are your iCoach Inspirational Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Ken Plunk from Amarillo Tascosa. In 5A, Jason Todd from South Oak Cliff. In 4A, Joe Cluley from Lubbock Estacado. In 3A, Jamie Driscoll from Malakoff. In 2A, Demetrius Rector from Celeste. And in 1A, Joe Helms from Grand Falls Royalty. Congratulations to all the coaches, and thank you for what you do for players, schools, and communities. Finally. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Derry Max Built by Nature, Built by Chocolate Milk, rather, Assistant Coach of the Week, and let fans decide via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. The Week 13 Area Round 
Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees are... Nice. Thank you. Duncanville defensive coordinator John Towles, who shut down a high-powered Louisville offense in a 38 to nothing area-round victory. Edinburgh Vela offensive coordinator Sean, uh, Sean Vandemergel. Got Sean it. Vandemergel. Got go. it. They exploded for 469 yards of total offense in a dominant 65 nothing win over Laredo Alexander. Jasper defensive coordinator Trey Allen as the Bulldogs stood tall against a strong Belleville squad in a 13 nothing victory. And Marshall offensive coordinator Jake Greedle. The Mavericks exploded for seven second-half touchdowns in a 63-24 romp over Nederland. So those are your Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Duncanville defense coordinator John Towles. Edinburgh Vale offensive coordinator Sean Vandemergel. Jasper defensive coordinator Trey Allen and Marshall offensive coordinator Jake Greedle. Vote now at on our Twitter page at DCTF on Twitter. Twitter.com slash DCTF. And breathe. <laughs> this is why this is why I don't like to miss a Monday show, because we could break this up into two segments. Yep. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. And now, finally, it is time for the heat check. There it is. The heat check, our college football Heat index. Yep. If you're unfamiliar, this is uh, you can find it at texasfootball.com slash college slash uh, college dash heat dash index. We're working, we're working on a better URL. You can just go to the site and Google it. Just search it on the site. You can also do that. Yeah. This is Max's baby. Max loves this. This is his uh, the, uh, the it's me. College. It's me and Jeremy Garza's baby. Uh, this is the college football heat index. Uh, there are 47 college football teams in the state of Texas. This will probably be the last time we do this. Uh, well, no, we'll do a season-ending we'll one. We'll do a season-ending yeah. one. Yeah. Those, those are penalties. There will be one penalty. one more seismic shift, and yes. it will be once everyone's played one or two more games. So yeah. the way that this works, if you are unfamiliar, is that uh, we take the uh, last ten games, mm-hmm. and we take your record in those last ten games. So mm-hmm. if you're 10-0, and 0, you're near the top. If you're 0-10, you're near the bottom. Then, as a tiebreaker, because inevitably there will be multiple teams that have, that have you know gone 4-6, and six, we go by point differential. So how much have you won or lost by in those games? Mm-hmm. Uh, we then rank them based on that. And so this is a measurement of the hottest and coldest teams in the state of Texas. Again, caveat here. We're not saying that the number one team would absolutely beat the number six team. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Ishmael's saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that. But what we're saying is that these are the teams that are the hottest in the state over the course of the last ten games. So let's start as we always do. Well, unfortunately. Yeah, you're going to be mean. With the bottom 10. Ooh. Why you got to be mean, Tepper? I'm sorry, man. Sorry, I don't um, care. So that goes 38 through 47. See, I can tell you that because Texas State's not in the bottom 10 anymore. Number 38, <laughs> the Texas Wesleyan Rams, 2-8 and eight in their last 10, minus 129 in their point differential. Yeah. Mm. Their season's over. So is the season of Stephen F. Austin, who's looking for a new coach. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, what are the what are the names of the uh, new coach? Footballscoop.com had Jeff Trailer in there. Mm-hmm. Um and Colby Carthel from Texas A&M Commerce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple other assistants, one from Southern Miss, who was a former East Texas Baptist coach. 
and I believe Austin P's offensive line coach, who is mm. also who also has some uh, sub D one ties to Texas. So, so uh, Stephen F. Austin comes at number thirty nine. Whoever inherits that team will inherit the thirty ninth hottest team in the state. <laughs> number forty, the McMurray Warhawks. Really selling it there. Yeah. The McMurray Warhawks, and boy, it all fell apart la- late. Uh, this was a team that was actually kind of cruising along. They were going to be about middle of the pack, yeah. and then they lost their final three games by 73, 55, and 77. Yeah. And so they have by far the worst point differential of any 2-8 and eight team. Yeah, uh, and they have the worst point differential of anyone. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, it's, they do. It's not, it's not even close. Oh, yeah, 338, and the next one I see is 292. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number 41, the UTEP Miners. The season ends with a thud. Um, a uh, 32-point loss, uh, and their season is over. 1-9, uh, and nine, so Dana Dimmel's first year, uh, they go 1-11, which is not great. Uh, okay. Number 42, Texas Southern. Got smoked by Prairie View. They AM. sure did. Oh, boy. They sure did. Texas Southern, number 42. Out of the cellar, number 43. Who? Who? The Rice Owls, number yeah. forty-three. Uh, they are they were up from were they last last year or second they last? Were, uh, last week, I believe they were dead last. They might have been dead last. Yeah. Uh, but they get a a fourteen-point uh, win over Old Dominion out of nowhere. <laughs> Literally, all I paid zero attention to this game on Saturday, <laughs> zero attention, and then somebody tweeted the final score, and I go, "What? <laughs> Good job, Rice." Uh, Texas College. Number forty-four. Yeah. yeah, they win their final game of the year to avoid ten and uh, zero and ten. So yeah. they, they come in at number. 44. They have a weird one though. They 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 played a short schedule. I think they only played nine games this mm-hmm. year. So one of these is actually left over from last year. It's like weird. the only team on the list who has that. Hmm. Number forty-five, the Howard Payne Yellow Jackets. Uh, they have lost eight in a row. Yeah. Uh, and uh, these last three didn't play last, last three, week. Yeah, yeah, they did not they, play. They've just held held. And Texas College is the same. Way. Yeah, Sol yeah. Ross did not play either. They are number forty-six. Yeah. They will not move from this spot. And then number forty-seven. Houston Baptist uh, is the coldest team in the state. The only team that has lost their last 10 games now that Rice has won a game. Yep. Good job, Rice. Yeah. Now, let's talk about happier things. Let's go to happier. the 10... Happier. I said happier. <laughs> okay, okay. I said happier. Sorry. Number, didn't, write, the, didn't have the right emphasis. The 10 <laughs> hottest college football teams in the state. Number 10, Hullabaloo Connect Connect. It's the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, they are 7-3 and three in their in their last... Uh, this this Their win gets them into the top 10. Yep. Uh, they get a num- uh, a two point win in uh, seven overtimes over LSU. Um, like that's just proof that like how hard it's going to be every year for A and M to beat LSU. Is, like the one <laughs> yeah. time they beat LSU, it's at home and it takes seven, seven overtimes. overtimes. Yeah. Uh, but a great win for them uh, as A and M now is at number ten, the hottest college football. By team the way, team. those passing stats were the most SEC thing ever. Seven overtimes, and neither quarterback had more than, like, 290 passing yeah. yards. <laughs> number nine, the Trinity Tigers. Haven't uh, pl- didn't play last didn't week. Didn't play last week, but they hold steady at number nine. Number eight, the North Texas Mean Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scraped by that feisty UTSA squad. But they get a win. They are, they are so weird. that If you look at their, if you look at their, uh, their season, yeah. they lost by two, they won by three, they lost by eight, they, won, they lost by three, they won by three, they won by three. Yeah. Like, they have... It's either that or games decided by like twenty four. Right. There's no in between for them. It's they do crazy. not know how to win by fourteen. It's crazy how we look at nine and three and we kind of feel like, man, they should have been better. Oh, for sure. Because like those some of those wins were really sloppy, bad yeah. looking, yeah. and those like losses UTSA. were really bad. Like right. UTSA, right? Like UTSA was kicking for a tie. Yeah. Number seven, the Texas A and M Commerce Lions. Uh, they are out of the playoffs, courtesy of another team. We'll get to in a moment. 
Texas A&M finishes the year. Uh, disappointing for the na- defending national champs, but I don't think necessarily uh, unsurprising, yeah. I would say. They lost a ton from last year's team. Number six, the Texas Longhorns. They benefit from Commerce's loss. Eight and two. They jump them to number six on the year. They are on their way up. Uh, good for them. They get a big win over uh, Kansas. Well, they get a win over Kansas. In the history of the heat index, which is not a long time. No. Uh, six six is the highest that any D1 team has ever been. Wow, so good for you, Texas. I, th- I think uh, Houston has been here at one point. TCU has been here at one point, and hmm. that is, that's it. And again, they're winners of eight of their last ten, and more importantly, those two losses have come by a combined four points. Yep. Also helps if you so have a tiebreaker. So don't get yeah. blown out by Oklahoma yeah. this week. Number five, Kilgore. They did not play last week, correct? Correct. They Correct. play this week, though. They have a little bowl game. They do. They have, yeah. they have, that, they have uh, the bowl Them, game. Navarro, and Blinn all yes. have junior college bowl games. <laughs> Number four, the Midwestern State Mustangs. Did not play. Did not play. Number three, the Hardin-Simmons Cowboys. Did not play. They uh, Their last their last game was getting beat by 21 by the number one team on this list. We won't yeah. spoil it. And the then, finally, the top two, both 10-0 and in their last 10, the Tarleton State Texans. Hey, yo. Yeah. Just keep on cruising. Great win for them last week. Yeah. Uh, they are uh, they they beat they A&M on. Commerce. They're taking on Minnesota State Mankato yes. this week. Big question is whether their injured quarterback is okay. But our man Corey Hogue, small college reporter, says he is taking Tarleton State in this game. So okay. even on the road without like and it. with a beat up quarterback, I like it. Keep it going. I like it. Go Texans. And finally, the number one hottest team in the state. Uh, by a considerable margin, lapping the fields. <laughs> and that's not, that's not saying anything bad about Tarleton State, nope. who has been incredible. Yeah. They are lapping the field, the yeah. Mary Harden-Baylor crew. Uh, they uh, they go out there, and, and so they play Harden-Simmons, right? And Harden-Simmons gives them a game. Yeah. Uh, they lose by tw- – they, they win only by 21 points. And you're saying only by 21 points. Uh, <laughs> what are you uh, – what, what are you talking about? Uh, let, me, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what they did last week. <laughs> so then they play another team that's not – they play. They go and they play Barry College, yeah. and this is again can't stress enough a playoff game. Yeah. Second this round. Is a team, this is a team that won a playoff game the week before, <laughs> and they win seventy-five to nine. Yeah. Yep. Also, just another sign. I'm points. beating beating the drum for Harden Simmons here. Another sign that Harden Simmons got monumentally screwed by getting a first round date yes. with Mary Harden Baylor, the only team who has played them within a thirty point margin. Right. Yeah. This whole it's season. Harden Simmons. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, so it looks like I'm looking at their schedule right now. So this game goes on Saturday, December first. Uh, Mary Harden Baylor is going to play St. John's. Uh, this is in Belton. Yeah. If you cannot get to Belton, it looks like they're going to stream this game online uh, at Mary Harden Baylor's site. Uh, it looks like that's the case. So watch that game. It'll be the best game of the week. Um, yeah, I'll go on the record and say that. Eh, Tarleton's probably going to be a better game. You if think you can so? Find it. Oh, I guess that's true. Anyway, if you want to see yeah. if you want to see a snuff film, uh, check out Mary Harden Baylor's <laughs> site, CrewAthletics.com, and you can watch that game. Uh, so really, so how many? So we got those junior college bowl games. Yeah, we've got Angelo State is playing in a bowl game this mm-hmm. weekend as well, and I think that's it in the small call drinks. It's the four random games and the two playoff games. And then Texas and Oklahoma for the Big 12 time. Correct. So seven games total Correct. in college? Yes. Um, so yeah, watch some small college. Uh, flip between. Go dual screen. Have Texas to know you on the big screen. Yep. And then at the same time, you can have St. John's and, and Mary Harden Baylor on the small screen. That's a good point. Or I think there's going to be, there's probably, you know what, let's go to my favorite website. Uh-oh. LSUfootball.net slash TV uh, yeah. schedule. Uh-huh. Yeah. By the way, we probably haven't mentioned this enough. LSUfootball.net slash TV schedule 
is the best site on the internet. That's pretty good. It's so good. Because it's in God's time. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, they also do it on God's time zone, which is entirely true. Um, So I'm trying to see if they have any um, of our teams playing on television. I'm not on streaming. Nichols, no. No, I'm not seeing any of those, which stinks. Have to get creative looking around for these. Yeah, the only game I've got... As far as um, as far as on TV, mm-hmm. either e- even with ESPN Plus is Oklahoma and Texas, yeah. Yeah. which of course is going to be televised. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. ESPN three is so- showing eight D two D uh, or FCS games, right? Yep, yep. And they're not showing. Oh my gosh, oh, that's oh. it's tough. I remember when, when Commerce went on this run last year. It was piecing together watching these games, even as they got. Further into it, it was mm-hmm. tougher to uh, watch all of them. But you guys you want, can show one. I know D two game. Regardless, if you're looking for a good preview for these games, Corey Hoke has already sent it in. I will get it on the website hopefully tomorrow or Thursday. You'll get a small college preview of all the action this weekend as well as score predictions. So like I said, he is feeling it. He thinks both the uh, Texans and the Crusaders are moving on to the next round. We'll see. Hmm. We will see. So that is your heat check. Checking in on the hottest college football teams. Did you know that Stanford and Cal play this week? Uh, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. But no. Why? Sure. Okay. They have to? I don't know. <laughs> Akron plays South Carolina, too. I don't know. Did, those must did, be, those get, must did be rain game, outs. Did games get moved around because of the fires or something? You know what? That's exactly it. That got moved by the fire, and then South Carolina's probably making up their game the with Akron. From the hurricane. From the hurricane, okay. yes. So, And Iowa State plays. They play yeah, Drake. They're playing Drake now. Yeah. Why? They need another game, and it's a home game. They'll get, they'll make a ton of money off of it. I guess that's true. You know? Anyway, that's a heat check. Hmm. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Oh, baby. Uh, the return of Final Thoughts. Uh, yeah, well, the return <laughs> of everything since we don't do this show anymore, apparently. Um, McAllen just came open. Frisco High is now open. Follow Matt Stepp for all the Leander's open, I think. Matt Stepp, who's in the house today, by the way. He's been commenting in the comments. Leander, uh, Leander's open. And, and Silly season. And Matt Stepp started commenting, so Brent Holman was like, hey, the man's in the house. What's up, Matt Stepp? And he's like, I'm not the man. I'm just a TFT viewer, except William Boyle's comments, so i got to be honest. I had my first fanboy moment this past weekend when I saw Stepp at the Lubbock Coronado game in Abilene. Yeah. Got too excited during the game and couldn't yell loud enough for him to hear me. Oh, no. I was super embarrassed that I acted like a 15-year-old. No, man. We all act like 15-year-olds. We all do. When Steph. Step walks in the room, let <laughs> like, me tell you, buddy. Oh, I, I, still get, I still get butterflies oh, when Steph shelf. walks in the room. Just get oh. shelf. Um, <laughs> he's breaking news while he's talking to you. Yeah. yeah that's, it's, it's special. It's amazing. He will be out. This is actually, so this, this is my favorite time of the season, the lead-up now uh, to, state. to state. Me and Ish are going to be putting some pavement under our feet. Ooh. I, I are have, you guys going to Sweetwater? No, no, God. we're not. I want to, but we're not crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to. But well, here's the whole thing. There's a Thursday night game there, right? No one is. Cra- yes, there are multiple. Uh, I am not as crazy as you, Tepper. I will not always do the crazy road trip just to do it. Right. But I get dragged into it when you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am a step below you. I don't think Ish is quite as insane as I am. Uh-huh. He's right. a, he's a bit more of a reasonable person, sure. by by a, a mm, significant measure compared to both of us. Yeah, I am leaning towards doing four games this weekend. Wow, uh, Van or not Van? Uh, Waco La Vega, Paris Thursday mm-hmm. at the Stars. That's a good game. We are That's just a super physical. Game Ish too. and I are. We need to decide today because we need to email the schools. Right. But we have not decided. Friday. Between Friday, between Iowa Park to see Wellington, 
and I'm blanking already. Hamlin. Ooh. Hamlin, Ooh. which is a good That's one. That's a great game. And Iowa Park is awesome. As we know, Iowa Park. Iowa Park is it's like a mini Alamo Stadium. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then the other option, though, is to go with Matt Stepp. <gasps> Celebrity Matt Stepp to Mineral Wells. Oh, for Celeste. To see the Dillos. Yeah, Celeste. San Saba. Armadillos! And that's... So we're, we're, yeah. we're excited about doing that, and, and this is fully acknowledging that we are skipping South Lake and Trinity, mm-hmm. Carthage and Midlothian Heritage. Mm-hmm. Like the, the slate on Friday is crazy. Yeah. And this is Saturday. Saturday, we have at Apogee, if we mm-hmm. go at 2 p.m., we have the Haltom game. Mm-hmm. And then that evening, pretty good one, I think, at the Star. Mm-hmm. Huntsville versus Marshall. Huntsville versus Marshall is going to be fun. Uh, uh, I know you saw both those teams last week. Uh, yes, I did. Yes, it was good. Yeah, Halton Hebron will be interesting too because Hebron's going to have a defensive game plan from Michael Black. Uh, it's yeah. going to be fun. Um, it's going to be interesting. I would love to go to these games. Uh, I know you're you're on call now, so you I'm are house you're out of the rotation. But Ish and I have the keys to the swag wagon, mm-hmm. the DCTF swag wagon. We will be all over the place if Ish. Is feeling as crazy as I am, we will be at two games on Saturday. Right. I think we will. What else are we doing? I mean, my wife My wife doesn't care. She's well, already like, yeah, go. I was about to say, the morning, I mean, it's North London Derby for me. Well, yeah, but we're, the game's not until two. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. You, I think we could do it. I think we could do it, too. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's our schedule. If you're wandering around at these games, you might want to keep your head on a swivel because we might be there. Huh. Plus, it's an excuse. This is multiple trips to the star. Right. So much Connie Rosso we could eat. <laughs> well, have fun, guys. <laughs> yeah. Have fun being on call, Tepper. Yeah. This is, we have had multiple people ask if, the, if Tep Baby is here. Tep Baby is not here. No, right Tep Baby is due um, Sunday. Yeah. So um, we are imminent. We're in I, range. I had uh, Ed McElroy was like, you guys should let us know on uh, Facebook when it happens that the baby's here. And I was like, look, if the baby's here, y'all know. Because this show is going to look a lot different for a few uh, yeah, days. Yeah, just, just kind of a heads up. There's probably a pretty fair chance I'm not in the office next week. <laughs> just a heads up. Pretty, pretty, pretty safe chance. Pretty solid. There is a decent chance that next week, Tep and Step will be Max and Matt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and all the amazing things that I will be, yeah, Tepper I should, does behind the yeah. scenes will be done by me and Ish. Don't, don't, don't worry. I know you guys are all very worried that you're going to be... You know, missing out on my yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Um, but I like the state will not be affected. We'll still have all our awesome yeah. state stuff. Uh, it will pro- I'll probably end up like just taking a week, right? Uh, to, uh, to nothing hang, will change over here. You'll just be gone, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll survive. Bob McSpadden says all the everyone will be at NRG on Saturday. That's true. I just already burned my Houston trip for the playoffs. Yeah. I was there last weekend for the triple header, and I can't do it. I would look. I would love. To be there for Katie North Shore. I have unfortunately burned my road trip, and I cannot do I-45 again for another th- two months before I'll yeah. lose my mind. Yeah. But good point. It's a good point. I wish I was going to be there. I suspect wherever Ish and I are, one of us might be streaming that game quietly on yeah. the side, keeping an eye on it. Definitely. But uh, that's our schedule this week. Uh, David Flores says, come on out to Haltom Hebron. And uh, look, buddy, I think there's a good chance we'll be there. Might be the, might be a little late. Ish might be recovering. From the North London Derby. We don't know. Good or bad, if we're being honest. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah, we'll right. be out and about. And this is really the start of it. We'll, next week will be the same. We'll be Road Warriors next week. 
and we'll probably try to be Road Warriors for a state semifinal game. Oh, and North London Derby Sunday. So. Oh, so I'll you're good. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah, fine, See? no big deal. Come on. Uh, and we'll probably be Road Warriors for the state semifinals on Thursday, maybe Friday, mm-hmm. before we have to come back to the office and start getting ready for state. So Correct. the next two and a half weeks... If you want to catch us out, look for the swag wagon. It'll probably be me and Ish. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Matt Step maybe too, Step if you're joins. lucky. There you go. Step loves to take pictures with his fans. Yes, he loves does. To oh, take absolutely. Loves he loves, loves selfies. Yes. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. Of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.